time for the Raytown Roundup, where we never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Today's tall tale is sure to amuse, entertain, and lead to laughter, or at least a snicker or two. So sit back, relax, and let's get caught up on what's happening with the folks in Raytown this week. Here comes the Raytown Roundup with your author and storyteller, Dr. Pam Arland. Spring has come in all of its discomforts here in Raytown. All of the flowering things are, well, flowering. And that means that all of our cars are covered in yellow pollen. It also means that sales of Benadryl are up over there at Fox's Drugstore. Still, it's strange how most people don't seem to mind. No one is really too upset with the pollen. We're just happy that the ice is gone. And now that Easter has come and also gone, it's time to plant tomatoes for sure. So there's a general excitement in the air that can't be dampened by some sneezing or watery eyes. The spring eagerness became clear when Sutherland's was having its hanging pot sale and traffic backed up from their parking lot clear out onto 40 Highway. Finally, the police had to come in and direct traffic because demand was so high for hanging plant bargains. Hanging plants and bargains are two things Raytowners cannot resist. A few weeks ago at church, Pastor Deanna had mentioned that there were lots of international students down at the University of Missouri at Kansas City who were lonely during holidays. She mentioned how many of them never get into the homes of Americans at all. Many of them even go back to their home countries thinking that Americans are rude or standoffish. Pastor Deanna was encouraging people to sign up to take home an international student for the weekend and show them some hospitality. When Phyllis heard this, she made a beeline for the clipboard to sign up. The thought that anyone would think that Raytowners were not welcoming bothered her. Truth be told, it was also bothering her that her own kids were grown up and she and Ed were struggling with an empty house. So there was no one to enjoy her ham with the special glaze or her prized sweet potatoes this Easter. In a special time, she made a special drink she had invented herself with just a touch of alcohol in it. But it was no fun if there was no one to impress. So Phyllis signed up and then started dreaming and planning for an Easter weekend of welcoming international students. In fact, since the house was empty and they had so many bedrooms, she volunteered to take five of them. Phyllis began to put together the menu and made several trips to Hy-Vee in preparation. Hy-Vee faithfully put butter on sale for Easter, confirming that true joy requires butter. Phyllis set Ed about making sure that the rooms were all in order and that there would be enough hot water in the tricky water heater. She also made him fix the light that would threaten to kill you with electricity if you did not get properly grounded before touching it. She knew that people from other countries might not be used to electricity, so she wanted to ensure their safety as much as possible. This past Monday, right before Easter, she received a list of her international students, their names, and their eating requirements. Eating requirements? Phyllis hadn't thought of this, but well, I mean, really how bad could it be? One student from Pakistan would not eat pork. Hmm. That meant that the ham was out. Okay, she'd think of some other meat to eat. 
then one student from India would not eat meat at all. Phyllis didn't even know what was left to eat if the meat was removed. This was a problem. One student from France would not eat any sugar or gluten. Well, that eliminated the sweet potatoes and the homemade rolls. One man from Germany was willing to eat anything. Well, thank goodness for him. One student from Jordan was not able to drink any alcohol. Well, that eliminated her special drink. Phyllis was dumbfounded and, well, depressed. All of her dreams of Easter went out the window. What could she feed them? All she could imagine at this stage was some raw carrots and celery on a plate. That hardly seemed celebratory of Jesus' resurrection. No, that wouldn't do at all. She fumed about this to Ed. In Ed's normal, practical way, he simply said, Just make what you normally make and let them pick and choose what to eat. Well, that seemed very sensible to Phyllis, since she had invested in the groceries already. Still, Phyllis was a bit concerned. When the international students showed up on Saturday, they had a fine day together. The plan was for them to stay over on Saturday night, on Sunday to accompany Ed and Phyllis to church, and then have Easter dinner together. Phyllis was a bit surprised to find that several of the students were very interested in her cats. She has two sweet cats named Lady Kensington and Sparky. When the students heard that the cats liked to sleep with people, they had a brief tug-of-war over who got to take the cats to bed with them. Finally, the two Muslim boys went out as they were sharing a room and said that cats were special in their culture but were never actually allowed inside in their homes. The Indian student had also never had a cat in bed with her. The two from France and Germany were used to being around cats and weren't that excited at all. So off Sparky and Lady Kensington went to the international students' rooms for the night. The next morning, when the cat students came out of their rooms, Ed and Phyllis immediately knew something was wrong. Their faces all looked bloated and puffy, and their eyes were very squinty. One of them declared, I think I'm going to die. What's wrong with me? Another declared that they needed to call that special number for emergencies in America. What was it, 911 or something like that? Another one was Googling their symptoms in Hindi and looking for an open, urgent care center. Ed simply looked at them and laughed. I believe y'all are allergic to cats. I'm pretty sure you'll live. Any of you ever been around cats before? After a bit more Googling and calling home to one man's mother, who was a doctor in Pakistan, they agreed to watch and wait and that they probably wouldn't die. When they got to church, Ed and Phyllis were introducing the students around the church. The students kept telling about their adventure with the cats and how Lady Kensington and Sparky had nearly killed them. At first, Ed and Phyllis felt terrible about it all, and were embarrassed and wanted to basically just die and be buried in the tomb with Jesus. Phyllis was imagining headlines in the church bulletin like, Ed and Phyllis kill poor, innocent visitors to America, or visitors go home convinced Americans are terrible, or maybe international diplomacy fails, 
State Department blames Ed and Phyllis. Phyllis was regretting her decision to invite the students over and had decided she would never, ever do it again. Thankfully, though, by the end of worship, the students' faces looked less blotchy and their eyes began to open up just a bit. By the final, he is risen indeed. Everyone was actually looking pretty normal. After service, Phyllis served up her normal Easter meal with a couple of additions and accommodations. Everyone was full enough and all were appreciative of the wide variety of foods Phyllis had prepared. One was impressed with her rolls, another her ham, and another her sweet potatoes. Some even liked her special drink she made for Easter. By the end of the evening, when they all had to go back to campus, they had tweeted and Facebooked and texted pictures of every single food item, Ed, Phyllis, Lady Kensington, and Sparky, all over the world. The parents from three countries had even gotten on FaceTime with Ed and Phyllis and invited them to spend a meal with them in their home someday. Actually, Ed and Phyllis were having so much fun, they didn't even notice their own kids were far, far away. Ed and Phyllis were happy that these families had learned that Americans were not standoffish and were welcoming after all. Phyllis felt warm inside and decided that a new family tradition had just begun for her and Ed, and she tried to convince some other people from church to do likewise next year, too. What better way to celebrate Jesus than to open your home to the poor aliens, as they were called in the King James Version? Surely it's what Easter was meant to be in the first place. Well, folks, that's it for the Raytown Roundup for now. We sure would appreciate it if you'd tell your friends and family to subscribe to the podcast. New stories will be coming out each week, and you won't want to miss them. Raytown Roundup can be enjoyed wherever podcasts are found and on the web at raytownroundup.buzzsprout.com. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you with joy, much laughter, and friendship with Jesus.